why LinkedIn? Because 49% of LinkedIn members have a household income of more than 75K US dollars. So if you are looking for high ticket clients, looking for enterprise deals, looking for things like that, then LinkedIn is really no better place to be. You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place. Same great content, new name. Enjoy. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and we got a fantastic interview for you today. If you have ever wondered, how do I get clients on LinkedIn? What exactly should I be doing on LinkedIn in 2022? Then uh, today is the interview for you. I've got an uh, ex-LinkedIn employee turned CEO of the In Academy. Selena Young is uh, she's a LinkedIn expert and coach, and uh, as I said, an ex. LinkedIn employee, so she knows all of the ins and outs. She's helped 168 entrepreneurs and small business owners to build strong personal brands and turn their connections into customers, really boost their social engagement on LinkedIn. And uh, while she was at LinkedIn, she trained over 8,000 executives globally and consulted with Fortune 500 brands about the power of personal branding um, and specifically how to use LinkedIn for business. So this is an episode that you're going to want to pay close attention to. Selena Young, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. I'm so excited to share all the great stuff with your audience. Yeah, this is going to be great. Uh, This is a topic, um, as I was telling you before we started recording, like everybody in our audience is interested in LinkedIn. Um, every I think most people see it as a, a huge potential and and kind of a, an untapped goldmine. But a lot of people are confused and they don't know where to go. So I'm excited to talk about this. Before we get into the meat of it, give everybody a little bit about your background. I know that, that you worked at LinkedIn, so you really know it from the inside. But tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got to this point of your career. Absolutely. So I love to call myself the LinkedIn business architect, and I'm the creator for the inacademy.com, just like Steve said. So guys, I'm Selena Young. I'm a marketer by trade and started my online business, the In Academy, two years ago. And my specialties is really helping small business owner or hungry growth SMB to build a profitable business through using the power of personal branding. And I teach like entrepreneur how to sell better, market better with themselves and use LinkedIn as their number one driver to turn their LinkedIn connection into paid customers. Yeah, that's awesome. So for people who are listening and they're thinking, all right, well, I've got a profile and you know, I get messages from people and sometimes I send out connections, you know, I'm somewhat active, but maybe I'm not super active. What are some of the things that they should really be thinking about when it comes to LinkedIn? Like, is that where they should put their time? And if so, why? Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about that. Why? Because tons of people always say like, oh, like you said, LinkedIn, it's freaking intimidating because it's like your corporate, your CEOs, your um, former employer, your ex-colleagues, everybody is there. For someone that is looking to start their business or doing side hustling right now, where should we start, right? So let's 
untangle three really amazing, juicy data so that you know what's the opportunity right there. Number one is there's only less than 5% of LinkedIn members are sharing content on a weekly basis on LinkedIn out of 830 million. So the potential for you to be seen in front of business decision makers are so much more, right? And this is like one of the strongest strengths, I believe, on LinkedIn. People are lurker, right? People are just basically strolling through, enjoying content. Maybe they will like in there, but never comment. So I think that's a huge opportunity for everybody to get in and um, have more eyeballs on their brand, uh, on their business. Next is LinkedIn session have increased 25% year on year with over 358 billion feed updates viewed it from back in COVID start. So as you can see, like LinkedIn right now, there's so much information, so much opportunity. People are left and right looking for partners, looking for businesses, new businesses, looking for different um, careers. So to me, this is like another really strong, powerful data that this is the place to go. Last, it's all about the kitchen, the money, right? Like why LinkedIn? Because 49% of LinkedIn members have a household income of more than 75K US dollars. So if you are looking for high ticket clients, looking for enterprise deals, looking for things like that, then LinkedIn is really no better place to be. So this is the why. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, and when you talk about um, the engagement, really what you're saying is that you've got a very small number of people posting on LinkedIn, right? And a whole yeah. lot of people are now looking at LinkedIn, going on the site and viewing um, and more than, than have ever before. So there's a really big audience there, but it's one, it's kind of intimidating when you think about like 5% of, you know, 800 million or whatever. But if you think about it in terms of, okay, well, I've got, let's say you've got a thousand connections. There's only 50 of those thousand people sharing information, yeah. you know? And so it's easy to stand out in that kind of a, a scenario. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought this because brought this up because like I have so much clients with so little of followings or what I call the community, yet they are signing businesses, new businesses left or right, because they hone in their profitable niche. They hone in in their right messaging. They target and understanding how to find the right people on LinkedIn. And that's why basically your LinkedIn um, profile becomes a sales machine, your sales page for you that drive instant traffic and better performance than anybody starting their website, right? Building SEO for three months, six months, maybe even nine months. Then you hit to the numbers that you're building quickly, less than 30 days with the profile views that you're getting. Yeah, it's it's really amazing what you can do with a kind of a small following. So if somebody's listening and they're thinking, okay, well, I this sounds great. I want to get started. Where should they begin building out their personal brand on LinkedIn? Absolutely. Love that questions. If the goal is to use LinkedIn for business, I have three pillars in my framework that to me, it's like truly work, right? A proven framework. The very first pillars is to make sure from A to Z, you have your entire LinkedIn profile optimization. If you even have your company page, that's better because it will help you to rank higher on both LinkedIn and Google without ever paying for advertising, right? So this will be the very first step to be focusing on. 
Next, now that you have your sales page, right? It needs to run. It needs to activate. It needs people to know that you exist. Then that comes the content part. Um, like I, I talked about earlier, there's only 5% of content creator on LinkedIn. So getting seen in front of business decision maker, it's so much more than ever. So why not doing it? Then you create content that truly builds demand for your business with a really healthy mix of content ratio. And last but not least is really to use those eyeballs and turning those LinkedIn connections into paid customers using relationship selling um, sales strategies, how to basically sell through DMs, how to have warm conversation with your audience, both, you know, coming in your way inbound as well as outbound. And this is the three perfect trinity that is unstoppable <laughs> as an unstoppable CEO um, with content, oh, sorry, profile, content that converts all the way to turning your LinkedIn into paid customers. Oh, that's awesome. Profile, I think, a lot of people are aware of. I don't think a lot of people do it well, but a lot of people are aware of it. I want to kind of jump over that piece because that's sort of like table stakes, I think, on LinkedIn. Yeah. Talk about content. Like, how do you think about what's the right content mix? What's the right frequency? How do you coach your clients in, in creating the, the right mix of content? Yeah. So... I always describe like content should be something that you marry two things to. One is something you're very passionate about talking. The other thing is coming from experience, right? Coming from your expertise. And you can marry both of them together. That's like literally your sweet spot of the things that you can share online, your expertise and build your thought leadership from there. So this is the basis. And once you have nailed that, you'll be able to do the pill list. So for instance, like to give it more in context, it's easier, right? Because I'm a LinkedIn for business architect. I'm a LinkedIn coach. I talk about LinkedIn hot tips. That's my pillar one. I talk about women empowerment, pillar two. Pillar three, I teach people about entrepreneurship, um, what, what, what to do starting from scratch as a small business owner, right? So these are my three content pillars. Once you hold on to that, then you can come up with the ideas really, really quickly. For example, let's put uh, LinkedIn tips, for instance, right? I talk about the power of personal branding. I talk about content, uh, convergence system on LinkedIn, what is really works. And then I also talk about what is coming on LinkedIn, the latest feature. And you become, people remember you for these three pillars all the time. Oh yeah, Selena is the go-to expert when it comes to LinkedIn, right? And that's how that looks like. But to your point about the content ratio, I always believe when you start building out your personal brand or your online presence on LinkedIn is to best coming from a place of surf. Like just keep adding value. The more that you talk about your expertise, people started to follow you because you teach them stuff, you educate them, right? And um, apart from that, people need to get entertained as well, right? That's why educational uh, edutainment, that's how I call it. The content works really, really well, especially now on LinkedIn. You see Instagram, I think TikTok, Twitter, they also do this edutainment content really, really well. So the very first piece is really nailing that add value piece. And I would say it's around 70% of your content should be just educating, teaching people something, sharing your expertise, how to do um, X, Y, Z with the niche, with the area of expertise. And then the 30% should be something more like 
your service, right? You're literally letting people know they are problem aware, they are product aware, which is you, right? Your solution. And then they are banging to their door, please take me as their client, those type of lead generation content. So that those mixed together, that 100% is the perfect idea to create that content that convert um, for any businesses. So you're saying the majority of the content, like 70%, just needs to be that edutainment, like you're educating, you're trying to be entertaining. I know that intimidates a lot of people, but, you know, you can be entertaining. Look, we're being, hopefully being entertaining in, in this content, you know, so we're, we're, you know, practicing what we preach. And that's 70%. And then 30% is for those people who are already at the stage where they're ready to buy. And you've got to tell them what it is that you can do for them, right? Yeah. Exactly. How can they work with them? What work with you, right? And right. like, what exactly is your processes when it comes to, okay, yeah, I want to learn LinkedIn for business, but how, right? You teach them, okay, this is my framework. This is my program. Come and join. But you, you've got to sell them sometimes. And people often forgot to talk about themselves. Uh, people often forget to sell themselves too. So the 30% is also really, really important. Yeah, for sure. So while we're talking about content, let's talk about content format or media. So LinkedIn started off and it was primarily text. You know, you could write posts, you could write articles for a while, but they've expanded. And so now video is is a big deal on LinkedIn and, and LinkedIn Live uh, video is really great. They've got newsletters as a new offering. So where should people be focusing their time if they've got limited time? Which of these is is sort of maybe the preferred method to go? Yeah, I love that questions a lot because people constantly want to just, you know, rapidly creating content, right? But we we talk about, you know, having a goals behind that content pieces is really important. But I will go back to your strength, right? For example, Steve, you you are so good with interviewing guests. You use your medium as podcast to you know, um, get in touch and share your knowledge and expertise using the power of podcasting, right? And going back to you, that the listener listening, what would you like and what sparked you joy of creating and not feeling as a troll to basically show up online for your audience all the time? Then choose that medium. To me, it's video. I really enjoy, you know, um, public speaking. I'm a public speaker by trade. I love to sort of communicate and market myself and my brand using the power of video. So it was really highly up to you. If you're someone that is so strong with copy, copywriting, you love writing long form posts, then consider, you know, newsletter. Because again, it's go back to your strength, right? It's so easy for you to create and share your knowledge using that medium. So I would, I would say with that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great advice. Uh, because if you're going to create content, you've got to be in it for the long haul. And uh, if it's not something that you're excited about doing, it's not going to last very long. So, um, exactly. okay, well, let's talk a little bit about um, engaging. So if you've created content, you've got people that uh, are seeing that content and now you want to engage them one-on-one, -on -one, how do we do that without sort of being one of those people that, is spamming and you know i got one this morning it's like a page and a half long pitch from somebody that i just connected with you know like no i'm not going to respond to that you're being you're going to the, the, the trash pile so 
how do you advise people to approach kind of the, the DM thing so that they don't get caught, you know, in something that's going to hurt their reputation? Yeah, I, I love this a lot because obviously I, I'm I am assuming, Steve, you got this every day. I got this every day. People just basically, once you accept them, you almost feel so guilty of accepting the connection invite because you give them the invitation or permission to pitch you or what I love to call pitch slap you right away. <laughs> and that's not okay, right? Like, think about it. It's like those traditional cold calling. How are you feeling when someone just get your number and intrude your privacy. This is how I felt like when someone is pitch slapping you. So really go back to how you think would leave a really good first impression with your prospect, with someone that you truly, truly want to work with. They're your dream client. They're your ideal customers. Then how would they feel that the entire experience is wonderful with you? Think about that first. Once you have nailed that, then I will start start actually building relationships. So for example, if I find Steve, you're my ideal customers on LinkedIn, I will send you a really personalized note, very short and sweet in the beginning, connect you where you can add a note and say that, hey, Steve, I absolutely love your podcast. Um, I just listened to the Unstoppable CEO podcast with Selena Young that day. I learned X, Y, Z. That's it. No pitching, nothing. Usually these type of message have um, 68% of acceptance rate. Once they accept you, then you can continue having the conversation, right? I would say best, 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 wait until the third or even the fourth conversation to even start bringing up your services, right? Like things like, oh, what's your challenges that you're facing um, uh, around this time now for your business? What's your seasonality of the business? Are you running? Are you crawling? Or are you walking? Things like that to start the conversation. And it's like a ping pong, right? They talk, they share what's their challenge. Then you can start saying, hey, by the way, I help amount of clients to solve this exact challenge that you have, would you love me to tell you more? And if they said yes, that's a really good segue to, you know, put anything that you have for bonjour, uh, freebies or whatever the next step is to go to your ozone, go to your ecosystem. So I would say this is how the step-by-step of engagement should look like. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, you do see people that that try and jump too far too fast in the relationship. And, you know, I think um, on the receiving end, we all hate to to get that. But sometimes on the sending end, you know, you get so focused on the goal that you want to achieve. Like, oh, I want to reach X number of people a week and I want to, you know, land this many clients by the end of the month and all of that. And, and we sort of forget these are human beings on the other end. And it's sort of like meeting somebody at a cocktail party, you know, a networking event. You've got to warm them up a little bit. And yeah. it's okay to take time to do that. But sometimes I feel like people get a little short-sighted and they want to they want to rush the process. Absolutely. And I love to sort of explain with my clients with this perfect scenario. Imagine you're going to a bar or a networking event. Someone just come up to you. What's your name? What's your number? What's your email? Can you marry me? This is exactly how it felt when someone just pitch slap you right away, not even taking the time to get to know you and whether that's something you really need, right? Or I'm interested. So that's how I felt um, when it comes to pitch slap or asking people to date you or marry you right away. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I think people get so focused on how, how can I get big numbers and they don't 
instead focus on the thing that's effective, which is building the relationship. And and I would, I'm going to guess, and and I know you work with a lot of clients, and so maybe you you have some insight into this. But I'm going to guess that you don't need big numbers if you're building relationships the right way. A hundred percent. And I love that you said behind the scene, behind the screen, it's everyone is human being. We would like to be seen, heard, and understand. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Going back to the sales cycle, it's true. By the end of the day, there's numbers game here. But if you truly building relationship, the numbers of leads that you have got, you warm them up. The conversation becomes so much easier, right? And faster as a sales cycle. Like let's say the sales cycle of your product is three to six months. Because you warm them up in the beginning, it makes them much more quicker to convert than someone just basically, you know, playing the numbers game, trying to basically blast all the um, sales email all at once, right? So these are some of the things that I think it really matters when it comes to, you know, um, microwaving your audience rather than slow cooking them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to put it too. Um, I never thought about like that, trying to microwave your audience into buying. So with all of the things that are changing on LinkedIn, what what do people really need to be thinking about and, and focusing on? Because I know the platform's always changing. Are there some things that are sort of constant on LinkedIn? Yeah, I would say so. Um, you mean like in terms of features-wise or like trends-wise? Both. I mean, so, so, I mean, they're always changing features and adding new things like, you know, LinkedIn Live was new and then the newsletters and articles used to be big, but now it's not quite so emphasized. Groups used to be a thing and then it went away and now I hear it's coming back. So how do people deal with the some of those changes on the platform and know what they should be doing? Because I think sometimes it can be a little daunting. Like you feel like, where, where should I focus now? Like, you know, what's the latest trend? And and people get really stressed sometimes about making sure that they're optimized on the, the latest technique. Yeah, I would say one trends or not even trends, the backbone of LinkedIn that will never, ever change is having professional conversation and community building. So everything that they do, they always prioritize those two as every features that they do, right? Like LinkedIn Live, like you mentioned, Steve, it's something that they want to bring the audience together, right? Like really have those professional conversations. Newsletters, similarly, like um, you can nurture your audience through uh, sharing your expertise. And it goes beyond just the LinkedIn platform because it will also email your um, subscriber once your newsletter is live, right? So those are, I would say, the backbone of LinkedIn that will never, ever change. But if you're saying trends, how to stay up to date, I would actually think you should not because it's kind of difficult to catch up with social media nowadays, right? Like four years ago, there was, uh, sorry, three years ago, uh, COVID, there's Clubhouse. Now people still talk about Clubhouses, but no longer that like sex or you need to get on it. Or if you don't get on it, it was just like the FOMO, right? And then now it's TikTok. I mean, I don't know how long it's TikTok, but I do know LinkedIn happened like more than, um, I think 17 years old, 18. I should know this better. Um, I apologize, but it, it's like an adult now, right? An 18 year old, adult that have never been sort of like shy away that it's the importance 
of having LinkedIn, having this professional brand. So I would say don't really follow trends or the latest feature. Really go back to um, how you can add value. How can you share your expertise? How can you continuously lead with integrity, lead with compassion, lead with what you're really good at? I would say you're golden. You will never be in the wrong path. I love that. That's kind of the, the first principles of, of social networking, right? Is uh, give value, connect as a human, and and play the long game. And uh, yeah, that's that's great advice. So, Selena, I know you um, you work with professionals and with executives, and you help them kind of get their personal brand pulled together and organized, and you help them use LinkedIn to connect with customers. What are some of the ways that that you help folks, and where can people find out more about what you're doing? Yeah, sure. So my latest program is upcoming. It's called LinkedIn for Business Academy. It's coming out in October. And um, feel free to go to our website because um, now we're ready to have like a wait list where anyone could basically subscribe and get to know the latest news about that. It's actually an A to Z framework program that created by me as well as my uh, former LinkedIn um, colleagues to skyrocket your online presence, build a powerful personal brand, really start boosting your social engagement and turn your LinkedIn connection into pay customers. And why we're doing that? Because I don't want anybody to continue guessing. I want people to start growing because everyone have got big plans, unstoppable CEO plans. There's zero time to waste. So you know that deep down and your audience are on LinkedIn, then my question for any one of you that is listening, why are you spending time, or I would say wasting time on other channels? The easiest platform to monetize is really on LinkedIn or the platform that your audience is hanging out. So take a look. Um, our website is theinacademy.com. And if you do want to get like a free resources that I create specially for Steve's um, wonderful podcast today is turn your LinkedIn connection into paid customers playbook. It's just slash playbook at it uh, at the end of our website and you will be able to get a free copy to understand more and get start and monetize your network starting today. That's awesome. So that's at uh, the in Academy slash playbook. And we'll link that in the show notes. So if you're driving, don't stop right now, but it'll be in the show notes on your podcast player. It'll also be on our website with this episode. That's awesome. Selena, thank you for sharing it. Very generous. And uh, thank you so much for investing some time with me today and sharing your wisdom with everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. Uh, it has been a wonderful conversation and I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. Here are three ways you can expand your authority. Number one, get a copy of the Million Dollar Book. In it, I show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best-selling book in less than 90 days guaranteed. After all, you're the best spokesperson for your ideas. Go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash book and get your copy. Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, work with me and my team to get your book done and bringing in business. Email me at steve at authoritybuilderpodcast.com and put, I want to write a book in the subject line. See you soon.